0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE. Hey, y'all, seven rounds in heaven is back. We are brought to you by Sports Drink. It's a great not to be a tiger. Fake accents and TikTok videos work when you can beat Bama. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the meteorologist predicting no more wind for the rest of the Buckeyes season. And with me, as always, is AJ. Give Stetson Bennett a call for Heisman Marchese. Who would you give it to over Stetson right now, Rob? Nobody. That's the answer. Nobody. Number one team wins are the most important stat. Exactly. Today, we're talking... All the NFL Draft Prospects who succeeded, defeated, and conceded during week 10 of college football. Let's do it! Seven. Seven. Seven.
1: Seven rounds in heaven, heaven with, with my baby,
0: driving out.
1: To Casey, maybe looking for Stroud or Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today?
0: Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick?
1: Who's Who's gonna gonna find a steal
0: in the fifth? The home team.
1: Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together.
0: Let's go seven rounds forever. And, and that's, that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sportsdrink, your digital water cooler. Sports drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. So Florida sure finally let the funk out and, and fired Jeff Scott after a, a 4-26 and <laughs> tenure. Uh, the former Clemson offensive coordinator started year three uh, down in Tampa, 1-8. And, and finally they said, be gone, Jeff. <laughs> That's, is that how they did it? That is how they did it. That is how they did it. Um... South Florida is a weird, weird program. Yeah, uh,
1: funny spot.
0: Yeah, Jim Leavitt obviously like kind of built that thing from the ground up, took them up to the FBS. And he had a winning record nine out of his ten years from 2000 to 2009. Uh, and, and if you remember, AJ, that crazy 2007 season, they were mm-hmm. ranked as high as number two. And then ultimately he was let go for allegedly striking a player. The Jim Leavitt. <laughs> Career is strange, to say the nope. least. Big time. Um, after that, Skip Holtz, Willie Taggart, Charlie Strong, all had ten years. All had at least one winning season, but they haven't had a winning season since 2018 with Charlie Strong. Um, it's a, It a, definitely has the potential to be a, a upper echelon G5 job, especially with um, some of the other top G5s, Making that jump to the Big Twelve, um, it's kind of sad that UCF is leaving for the Big Twelve, and South Florida <laughs> so, yeah. still stuck uh, in the AAC. Um, they they got to keep the War on I four as a non conference game though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there there's a couple of interesting names. I I feel like the right hire could be really big. For them to bounce back quickly, obviously a hot recruiting ground in Florida there. Um, some of the names, I'll, I'll start with so, some of the 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 guys who I think are most likely. Um, Willie Simmons, the, the Florida a m head coach. Uh, Jejuan Sider, the Penn State running back coach. Del McGee, Georgia's running back coach. Bill Clark, which I think is a really interesting one, the yeah. former UAB head coach. His name's everywhere. Uh, Florida State Offensive Coordinator Alex Atkins and Florida State Defensive Coordinator Randy Shannon, who's coached at like every program in the state of Florida. It's going to be Randy. Um, It's going to be Randy. There's three sitting head coaches in the FBS level whose names have popped up. Jamie Chabwell at Coastal, Jason Candle at Toledo, who's playing right now, uh, and Sean Lewis at Kent State. And then finally, uh, a trio of hilarity, Tom Herman, Dan Mullen, and Scott Frost. Scott Frost would be
1: the best hire, right? Like that would be the like for everyone. Hilarious! Everything. It'd be amazing. It would be amazing. Is um, Scott
0: Frost a h- funnier hire than Dan Mullen though?
1: I know what's a better hire in real life. I think
0: <laughs> I don't oh, know. Yeah. I uh, of 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 the lesser like I don't see Jamie Chabble no leaving Coast. I, I don't think death. any Lord of those unless coaches. it was a. Like, me. The Jason Candle one's weird. Yeah. He interviewed for Miami's offensive coordinator job. Uh, his OC was, a, I think he was a high school coach in the area for, like, 15 years. Sean Lewis makes more sense just because Kent State has zero resources, and South Florida is a huge upgrade in that respect. But he's also, like, never coached down there. So that one seems kind of strange. I think Willie Simmons is the most interesting one. Cause he's a successful head coach at two different FCS programs. Mm-hmm. He he's he's coaching in that state right now. He's from the area, like he checks all the boxes. Uh, I think Alex Atkins, the Florida State OC, would be probably if you're looking for more like young hotshot that that be the guy go after. But yeah. I think he's going to get the Charlotte job. So interesting.
1: It it's pretty it's pretty crazy that you know was it now four or five years ago, maybe a little bit more. We had you know the the Quentin Flowers shootout in the War and I-4 on, you know, on Black Friday. And then since that point in time, the the programs between UCF and USF have gone in the complete opposite directions, right? Like, and then we're at the point now yeah. where, like, you know, guys are passing up USF for Charlotte, potentially.
0: You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, that's so Willie, crazy. W- Willie Taggart won 11 games there not too long ago. Charlie Strong won 10 the year yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, it's 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 taking quite the tumble. I mean, like when we were kids and USF was in the, the big Easter in the Jim Leavitt days, like Matt Grothy had this team competing <laughs> for a chance at the national championship. It's South Florida's a job with so much, I think, so much potential just because one, it's in Tampa, God city. Um two, they've had a lot of success. Three, as other G fives leave, they've got a chance to be in that upper echelon of G fives. Um but I guess we'll see. It's it's, the, this next hire is going to either sink up. Yeah. Like it. it, if they get this wrong, I think they'll be just bottom feeding for a long time. Yeah, I agreed. Um, and I mean, at the time, Jeff Scott seemed like a smart hire. Clemson's offensive coordinator.
1: Yeah. It seems like a good get, right? Like a guy who was, you know, coaching in national championship games. And then, uh,
0: he fell flat on his fucking face. Um, We've spent way more time in South Florida head coaching than I thought we ever would. You
1: know that South Florida's got a soft spot in my heart with with you know all ex Big East teams. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it is a crucial hire, and I, I don't know. It's I don't know if they're going to make the right one. It feels well, like well, the trend is going to continue. Yeah.
0: Okay. Before we get to the the week ten superlatives, uh, a couple. Uh, Big, big acceptances have happened. Ooh, we're in the season now. All-star games, baby. Jim Daggett go got us first. He reeled in Cody Mock. Good North Dakota it. State's left tackle, one of our favorite players of the summer during our uh, FCS show. Um, he is, I I, I think he's going to just shoot up boards. Big time. He, not only does he have long, flowing red hair, he's a ridiculous mover in space. He's so nasty through the whistle. You just watch Watch in awe as he climbs to the second level and punishes guys. I, I can't wait to see him in Mobile.
1: Yeah, he's going to shoot up huge. I mean, he, I think you've already kind of felt it a little bit, like, as this announcement came out. And, like, people kind of started digging in a little bit more. But, I don't, like, like I don't know. Second round is not out of the realm.
0: Like, for sure, right? No, I, I mean, I, I got him, like, with top 10 tackle over the summer. and mm-hmm. I think... Especially because it, it's not a super deep class. I, I think very much he, he's going to be in like that top seven, top eight tackle conversation. Yeah, agreed. Um, in uh, other news, Jim Nagy's biggest rival, Eric Galco, got three acceptances at the East West Shrine Bowl. Uh, Michigan State linebacker Ben Van Summeren, Georgia Tech linebacker safety Charlie Thomas, and Houston safety Javarius Owens. Uh, Congrats. I watched all three of them. Okay, go. Owens is good. Van Summeren, Van Summer is special teams linebacker, former Michigan linebacker, transferred Michigan State. Just our run fitting stud cannot cover. Charlie Thomas is like a safety playing linebacker and edge at Georgia Tech. I, yeah, it's weird. Athletic and physical again screams special teams. But you neither of them. I I don't have a draftable on either of them. But Javarius Owens, that's a very good get.
1: Yeah, but what if he spurns spurns the shrine for the senior? No, he would never. He would never. Okay, no,
0: it's a good get. Um, we, guy who plays a a lot of single high, mm-hmm. fluid hips, good tackler. Um, I I think he's a he's an interesting guy. Uh, who, who doesn't isn't super versatile per se, but. Um, just like in the the way everyone's playing too deep these days, like good fit in the NFL. Yeah, agreed. Cool, cool, cool. You want to get to our week ten superlatives? Are, are we doing all the Shrine game acceptances? This oh show? yeah. Oh god, you can't <laughs> stop me. The
1: show's gonna be three what? hours
0: I, long. Okay. What? You, do you want me to do a spinoff show where I only talk about you? You special ramble. I would love that.
1: I would love that. I mean, you know, you know how I feel. I'm. I'm in Nagy's pocket, right? Like,
0: it, uh, well, after they moved from the drop, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna get a call from from old Jimmy after this show, and have, like, I'm gonna need to do some editing on this and get rid of all that content. So,
0: why didn't it bother you when the Senior Bowl moved from People's Stadium? It did. It did. I talked to oh, him okay. for
1: for a couple hours that evening. You know, I miss. I miss you, Lad. Yeah. I miss the Lad. I. Pff, ah, let's move on. I don't want to. Don't don't walk me down this road.
0: Speaking of lads, college football week ten superlative starting with our best freshmen. I had a bunch. I had to cut it down this week. It's the best week of freshmen. I had a
1: like a, a top dogs, clear top dogs. All right, shoot. Catron Allen again. That's the top dogs ever did. Yeah, see I,
0: I I had to cut him off, but yeah, that makes sense. It was Indiana. <laughs> it was Indiana. But I don't know. He's so fun to watch. I, he really it's, wasn't it's my crazy. top
1: guy, but I knew you had him cut. So yeah, go ahead.
0: It's crazy to me that that earlier in the year Nick Singleton looked like the next great Penn State running back, true freshman. Now Ktron Allen, different true freshman running back looks like the next great Penn State running
1: back. Who, who do you like better, like in your heart, not who's who's a better? Player. I I I, like, I I think I like Allen's style a little me more. Me too. He's so much fun. Yeah, just like he's he's so physical and, yeah. but then this week you know he showed that he's dangerous in the open field with that big uh, receiving play. Catch and run. Yeah, catch and run. Had 86 on the ground and three touchdowns, and 72 through the air. Yeah, it's Indiana. I don't care. He's a monster.
0: Um, I will stick at offense and go with the guy who plays both in the air and on the ground. And he's from a small school. Coastal Carolina's Jared Brown. Uh, in that 35-28 went over App State on, what was that, Thursday night? Mm-hmm. Um. He had the the forty nine yard touchdown run off, off that sweet option play they ran. Hire Jamie Chappell. I want to see this shit in the P five. Uh, and then he just kept burning that App State secondary deep. He is, he has so much speed. He he looks like Jamie Chappell's next NFL talent.
1: Yeah, he was fun. He was a lot of fun. I'm not I'm not going to small school, Rob. I'm big school. I would the big biggest play in the biggest game, Mason Taylor for LSU, the tight end who. It was only three catches, thirty six yards, a touchdown. But he had that game tying touchdown, and then the, the big old two point conversion to win. And, and that touchdown grab was nasty. Yeah, it was nasty. And like, and the two point wasn't anything you know r- miraculous, but it was still a really good play. I, like when he first caught, it, I was worried he wasn't going to get to the pylon, but no, nope, he finishes. Uh, he looks like he's going to be a top tight end in a couple years, if not the top tight end.
0: Jason Taylor's son. You'll hear that a million more times. Who? Uh, I'll I'll go with a big play for a big program. Uh, Benjamin Morrison, who had the pick six for Notre Dame against Clemson, mm-hmm. but more than that, he he had another pick. He had a PBU. He he was everywhere. He looks like just all of a sudden, one Notre Dame's back back to being relevant. Two Marcus Freeman and Al freaking Golden have that defense balling. and and three Morrison looks like a guy to build around in that secondary going forward. This is my last one, the, maybe the best
1: one for last, Rob. Speaking of guys to build around in the secondary, Malachi Starks is is so special for the Dogs. I mean, it's just another another terrific game for him. Ten tackles of a PBU. Felt like he was all over the field on that loaded defense, of course, and that amazing performance. Uh,
0: yeah, I feel like he's going to be a first-round pick when he comes out. Uh, I feel the same about Harold Perkins, the LSU edge rusher, who yeah. – uh, uh, him and Ojulari were giving yep. alabama hell they're beating bryce young up he had three hurries a sack and a pbu he he just has an extra gear to him he's a fun fun player you're all in on the bk train now eh yeah i, I love that guy still knows <laughs> had a coach team he does anyone else uh no that's it for me you want to jump over to the sophomores let's do it who's your who's your top dog I had to give it to Duke quarterback Riley Leonard because <laughs> he had that 60-yard touchdown run Friday night against Boston College, and uh, they just run the hell out of him. Yeah, he was fun he's to like watch. A, a, he, he's a fun player. Six four. He's a, a little bit over 200. Runs that system well, but like he's super athletic. He is. He
1: is. He's fun. Um, I went with a couple, uh, you know, a couple classics here. Uh, first, I just want to mention JT 2 and allow who obviously didn't have that freaky game like he did last week, but another really solid performance in, in you know in, in a tight win. I felt like like early had that one where it looked like it was like going to be another pick six for him. He got up and you know deflected the pass, didn't catch it. Would have been six. I feel like that would have changed the entire game. Still a really good play. And then like it felt like he was when like you know the rest of Ohio State the front was struggling a little bit until like the second half. I like he was the only one that wasn't had a nice TFL was was getting pressure. Uh he yeah, he, he looks almost like a dude. He almost had another pick. Yeah, that's what I just said. And no, I, I just like it's so incredible. I know, he should like like he should have had it, but that's only because he i I've seen him do it already, I and mean, it's not an yeah. easy play. So but, funny. Yeah, it, it is funny. And he would have housed it. I, he would, he I feel like
0: he, he he's gonna take what he did two weeks ago and just build on that. And okay. he's a, a household name kind of now and <laughs> just such a freak show. Yes. Uh, I'll go with uh, uh, Ed Rusher, who played Fred Knight, because I just love that Boston College Duke game so much, I guess. <laughs> um, Donovan Izar. Izer, I'm not going to try that again. But the Boston College pass rusher, two TFLs a sack, plays with his hair on fire. He had a, a speed to power where he literally just threw the left tackle into the ground. Um, twitchy, powerful, has an engine that runs hot. I, I like that a lot. I'm gonna
1: go with another Donovan my guy Donovan Edwards from Michigan <laughs> he's, he's just such a good receiver man like like they line him up out wide and he's just a, he's just an absolute mismatch had a, a touchdown 50 yards receiving 100 yards on the ground like I think right now Corum is obviously a better pure runner but just the things he can do in a in the passing game are just such a difference
0: moving on weekday warrior. Okay, I guess I was done. Whatever. Okay, I was oh, going. I just assumed that was your last one.
1: No. Yeah, I'm going to shout out to the, the Gators pass rushers. I know they lost, but I, I thought, like, Antoine Powell-Ryland stepping in for, for uh, Cox getting booted off the team. I think he looked good out a sack a couple of TFLs. The sack was a strip sack. Then opposite of him, I don't know how to say his name, Princely Uma Namalian. Oh, he, he's got some hype I've seen. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's bit Like, I think I think they got Powell-Ryland at, like, 6'3", 245, and... Princely at like 6'5", 245. so like a little both on the lighter side, but yeah, he, he's he's got more length to him, and yeah, he's he had two TFLs too and a sack, so the interesting
0: duo going going ahead for the Gators. Um, for weekday warrior going back to Boston College, dude, <laughs> I give it to Zay Flowers who had six for sixty five and two scores, uh, blocked his ass off. He had a couple drops, but yeah. that Boston College team is really bad, and they had this. Random quarterback come out of nowhere, uh, who it was his first start, and him, Flowers, and uh, their, their other sophomore receiver or freshman receiver, sorry, Joe Griffin, just kind of got in a, a mode in the second half where they almost came back into it. They ultimately they didn't, but like Zay Flowers, his one touchdown, uh, was on this sweet uh, play design, it was like kind of this. It was almost like an orbit route, but they just motioned him back and forth a bunch, and then yeah. he had all the momentum going into the flats. Uh, by the time they snapped it, and then uh, he had that that catch and run with the yak, and then yeah, he was blocking his ass off. I just think Z Flowers is gonna be such a solid player in the NFL.
1: Yeah, he is. I, I, where he ends up in April is gonna be interesting. I mean, if he, if he really blows up the forty, you know, it's it's gonna be higher than not right. But I love Zay. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna mention any two or Eagles this week, but. Uh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna show just like a couple guys from the from the Jamie Chadwell game like you keep mentioning. Uh, I think first, Drunk Clark was it was a monster in the middle. I thought for for Coastal, she yeah, like constantly clogging it up. Had a TFL, had a couple hurries, provided that like push and that pressure. I thought that was I, I like Drunk Clark a lot. And then our, our the, other guys. The, the, I just, just no, wanted to say
0: when he shot that gap for the yeah. TFL, yeah, I, it was just like a mansion that big shouldn't move that easily.
1: I know, especially for like it's, it keeps making me scratch my head how he ended up at quote-unquote, a small school, right? Yeah. Um, And then also our guy, Sam Pinckney, had a touchdown, was wide open, 80 yards, four catches. Then Nick Hampton got a sack on the other side of the ball. I just wanted to highlight him. I didn't think he was, like, too much of a, like, a holy shit performance or anything, but he's a good ball player, and he's going to be, he's another guy that's going to be a fun um, eval
0: when we get there. Yeah, I I, I agree with you on that one. Um, Going to the best prospects this week. Offense, I I found
1: so difficult this week.
0: Okay, okay. I was going to say, both offense and defense, I kind of knew all Saturday uh, after their performances that it would be these two guys. I um, wonder who you put for off- I really had no clear. So, okay, let me
1: say this. Offense, I had no clear guy because I felt like there was just no one that deserved it. Defense, I had like a bunch of guys I could have given it to you. So, both were hard, but for the opposite reasons.
0: You might not have watched the game I watched for my offensive guy. and That might, may have been more Oh, but, that uh, K-State, Texas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I did, give it to Bijan John work. Robinson. That, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. B. John Robinson was incredible in this mm-hmm. game. He, he he had that touchdown run, which I'm sure most people have seen, where he just kind of uh, inside zone uh, explodes with a, yeah. a, a cut, kind of breaks a tackle and just hits that second gear end zone. But aside from that, he was like a true bell cow as Texas tried to grind out this win. They almost blew it. Um Thirty carries, two hundred nine yards, plus uh, two catch, thirty four yards. Where both both they just kind of got him the ball in space, and he looked really good. Um, but it, it it felt like every carry he was getting two or three more yards than he should have. Mm-hmm. Like what else is on new? a like on, on a set like a seven yard carry, he's breaking two tackles. He he he's such a hard guy to get a clean shot at because I I think he's just got such good spatial awareness. Yeah, and he understands how. To give uh, defenders poor angles uh, when kind of in the hole with them, and he's always falling forward, and and that that's not even mentioning how explosive he is, mm-hmm. and how I think he has underrated vision. Just because I think he he is one of those players who's so talented physically that we kind of underrate his innate ability to just play the running back position. I, totally, I think that's yeah. And I think that's something that's really important because, I mean, we've seen seen super talented athletic running backs fail in the past because yep. they lack that. Trent Richardson comes to mind. Najee Harris currently in the NFL mm-hmm. comes to mind for me. Um, but B- Bijan looks like everything you want, like a true complete NFL running back. And I thought he looked great in pass protection. Uh, I didn't put Roshan Johnson anywhere who had a fumble. But other than that, he looked really good too. And they're just such a perfect one-two punch. I was about to bring up the same thing you just touched on is that like
1: Bijan just has that instinctual feeling that you cannot teach as a running back and on top of you know all the all like the the athletic greatness that that make him great and the the receiving ability it's just yeah like you said the spatial awareness and just the feel and honestly I think when you watch him that that's honestly the first thing that pops and it's it's something that you almost can't put a fig- like a finger on at first you know like it's just, you know when a guy has it, and I think it's one of the most beautiful things in football when, when you see a
0: guy that has it, you know? I agree. It makes me think running backs could be taken in the first round, but ultimately I know that's not true.
1: Um, You know what's funny? I am sticking in the great state of Texas and sticking at the running back position and giving it to a guy who is also the best player on his football team, but uh, it means more for him because his team's shit, uh, Devonta Shane, who I thought just like, kind of carried the Aggies like like you know they, they they didn't win Florida did win I don't know why I said Florida didn't win earlier uh am didn't um they had a bunch of dudes out with the flu the defense was bad and and the Shane just tried to will them to a win it felt like in the first half it was just Anthony Richardson doing something crazy and then Devon and Shane doing something crazy he had a he had like one drive where he had a 65 yard run and then just finish it with a touchdown we just re- reversed the the field and outround everyone uh, then he had a receiving touchdown. I think like on the next drive or the one after that, um, and uh, like it just like it was a short one, but like it just made it f- like feel so easy with his speed and space. And then, and then another touchdown. He was the the best player on the team and 122 yards on 16 touches, um, and and then two touchdowns and receiving touchdown. He he has been so fantastic this year for an A&M team that has had many struggles. And maybe this is the game that if Jimbo was cheaper, that get him fired, but. Uh, yeah, Shane has been so great. And but again, I, I didn't have a clear stud this week. But
0: yeah, this running back class is just really good. It is really good. I feel
1: like people aren't appreciating it enough just because people want to be like, oh, running backs don't matter. You know what I mean? Like, like fine. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to overvalue running backs or anything. But oh my god,
0: Aj, Kenneth yeah, Walker is a like difference maker football. right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> get it? Your your team drafted a running back not in the first round who's good. and My drafted one in the first round who's bad.
1: It works out, baby. Um, <laughs> but no, I, it's just it's such a good class, and it just feels under underappreciated.
0: Uh, for defensive prospect of the week, I, I felt like there was nobody you could choose except for Jalen Carter.
1: I don't disagree. I went opposite because I felt like you're going to choose Carter, and I think like the other choice would have been his teammate Keely Ringo. But I give you another. I'm going to give you a third option because they've all they were all so good though. But go please, go please.
0: Jalen Carter had obviously the sack where he just. Walked the Tennessee right guard back. Yeah, uh, worked off the block, strip sacked Hendon Hooker. It should have been a safety. It yep. wasn't because SEC refs are weird. Um, he had so that there was one sack and forced fumble. He had the other forced fumble. That one was so funny. Just... <laughs> what? It, just, it was weird looking. It was like it was so gentle. Like like his contact with the ball. It's like probably because it was pouring rain at the time. But still, like a great play. His just his ability, and, and on that one, he came back. So, just his ability to shoot a gap and, and just like teleport in the yeah. backfield is so ridiculous. He he has rare explosiveness, uh, for an interior defensive lineman. Um, he also, uh, he had another hurry, he had two run stops. Um, he he and this is a guy who who's been banged up all year and and had been playing limited snaps and, and their biggest game of the year against the best offense of the country. Supposedly. Um, (laughs) He, he, he just balled out and he was the true difference maker.
1: Yeah. No, he totally deserves it. I, he would have been my top choice, but I was going to let you have him. I think, I think I saw he's played 85 snaps entering this game. So like, like having him come back and like you said, be the true difference maker. And like, just like, yeah, I'm healthy, or uh, he might not even be fully healthy, but he's still a fucking monster and it's I
0: I think if he was fully healthy this year, he'd be having that type of year Quinn and Williams had his yeah. last year at Alabama. Yeah. Cause in the Spurts we do get to see him, he's playing at that level. Maybe Jalen Carter wins a Heisman. Stretch sure. run, baby.
1: Sure. Um I'm sticking on the front. Uh I th- I think it was a tough choice between Carter Ringo and then my guy who I went with because I wanted to give him some love. Tyree Wilson. I thought he was just a monster. Um, probably a guy that also outplayed the box score. He had eight tackles, half a sack, two TFLs. That doesn't look bad. But also had another sack wiped out off with, like, a terrible face mask call. He just, like, he came unblocked. And then, uh, you know, Duncan tried to, like, escape. But, like, just his length and his quickness just, just swallowed him up in the backfield. Shitty call. And he wiped it out. And that honestly hurt them big time. Because, like, he was just wrecking the game. They were winning at that point. And it felt like that face mask call, like, killed their momentum. And, like, it was a third down. I gave TCU the first, and then they pulled away. Sucked, but anyways, um, had another play where he just like blew, early in the game where he just blew up Duggan. Like it was third and short, and he just like he just instantly got into the backfield. Uh, you know, t- put a big shot in Duggan. You know, forced a terrible throw. Um, also early, I think it might have been the first drive, like a huge TFL on, on a fourth and short. He, he like again, he only had half a sack credited for two two and a half TFLs, but he felt like he was just wrecking wrecking the game for the. For for he's, the for the horned frogs, man. He he's
0: just a grown ass man on the football field. Like he is so long and powerful. Yeah, he's gonna be like he's a very much uh, a guy. I feel like Bill Belichick's gonna love. <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, I actually, saw him compared to Dietrich Weiss today. I saw, the, uh, I saw that, I saw that too, I saw that too. Should have Bam Fennel. Yeah. Um, going to shooting up the board. I'm going to stick with an SEC defensive lineman as my top guy, and I'm going to go with B.J. Ogilari. Ogilari was like, this is like the, the statement game, man. They they needed this from him, yep. and they just could not block this man. Yep. And you saw the, the athleticism, but I think more importantly, you saw the power and the impact yeah. he can have as a run defender. Like the pop in his hands. He was playing inside and out. Just so physically dominant throughout this game. He was, and like you said, like they, I don't know if they win without him. Like
1: I think he had 11 tackles and a sack, but like he had multiple other pressures on on Bryce Young. It was like it felt like constant pressure. Like you said, it was so so good in the run game. This was like yeah, that, that game where like you're gonna go back to this tape and be like, why don't we draft this guy? Um, he was amazing. I, I gave it to another defensive lineman as my top spot because I feel like he he did the most for his stock. Going to Northwestern, Addie Edeboare who was just an animal against, against the, the Buckeyes like back to back series. He had massive third and one, uh, TFLs to like, you know, just to keep stalling that Ohio state offense. They could not move the ball on the ground, like at all until late, um, was I on another TFL. So only only got credit for half a TFL. I don't know. He is another guy who could have outplayed the box score. Um, had another play where he just walked the guard right back into Stroud's lap on, a, on, I think it was on a third down and forced like a, a miss for him. Um, and then, like, he got one which I thought, like, was really just highlighting his ability to play in space where, like, he could have sacked Drought, but, like, he just kind of, like, mirrored him on the edge and, like, you know, kept his hands off and just kept cutting the passing lane off and then just led to, like, a really ugly throw on a third down. He, he, he like, every time they had a third down, you know, when the game was still tight, he, uh which was most of the game, he just constantly kept making the play. It was ridiculous, like. You would know without even seeing his number that it was him that made the play, just because it was third down. Uh, he was a monster. He was a
0: monster. The SECs just the defensive linemen this year are just disgusting. And the Big Ten, baby. And the Big Ten. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought those were like the dudes. And then if we want to throw one more, I know like shooting up the board maybe a little too much, but this was the big statement game for for Keely Ringo. Like, that, that, the interception was ridiculous. It was fucking ridiculous. Like, he just ate up Tillman, like, man, like, you know, it was a deep shot that he ran the damn route for him. Perfect coverage, found, found the ball, you know, reels it in over the shoulder. He looked like he was the intended target. It was ridiculous. Uh, and then just shut them down all, all game. He got called for the 1PI on the slant, but it was, like, nothing. It was just absolutely dominant. I felt, like, pretty physical as a tackler as well. Yeah, Ring, Ringo, like, again, Ringo, Carter, and Wilson, like, were – and Ojulari well, and Addy could have all been you know defensive player of the week on many weeks.
0: Uh, uh, okay, so just a couple thoughts. R- Ringo on that that deep shot where he just kind of was it was it the Tillman? Where he yeah, kind of, it was Tillman. Yeah, okay, where he got over top of him and it just like ended up in Ringo's bucket. His his patience off the line of scrimmage yeah. and, and, and mirroring of Tillman, who's obviously one of the top senior receivers in the country, and a hell of a like, threat. Just, like, like, like yeah, just his his his. his his technique and then the athleticism to then stack him and, and get that ball ridiculous. was ridiculous. Yeah. Circling back to Addy, um, he, it, it, I, I couldn't believe just his ability to kick inside and just yeah, both okay. as a pass rusher overpowered the interior offensive lineman on Ohio State, but then in, in the run game, his, his ability to shoot gaps. He's a really interesting player. I think a defensive coordinator is going to fall in love with that versatility. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, I mean...
1: It's like, you know, he, obviously he's playing on a terrible Northwestern team, but he just, for sure, like, I mean, when again, it's another guy when you sit down, come, come, you know, draft time, and these guys go through his tape, like, he's, I totally agree, someone's going to fall in love with him.
0: I also want to add Brian Branch for shooting up the board because I thought he was Alabama's best player. Yeah, uh, he was. He definitely was. He he was, and he kind of outplayed the box score too, just it, the way he was hitting people. Um, just his his Swiss Army knife like yeah. he is like all the past Alabama DBs we have loved, like the the Minka Fitzpatrick's, the Xavier McKinney's, the the Marlon Humphreys with that versatility to kind of uh, be a weapon at the nickel for them. Um, yeah. I, I think he he is. To the right team, he's gonna be such a fun player in the NFL. Yeah, totally. I I really hope it's a team
1: that utilizes him. You know, lets that versatility. But yeah, like I th- felt like like watching the LSU game. Like so many times, like like you said, it wasn't like a huge box score performance. I didn't feel like, but like there's so many times. Like yeah, this is why I think he's the best. You know, the best guy in the in in the Alabama secondary. I,
0: I think he he if if we're gonna call him uh, a safety, like he's very much trending. I think to be that first safety selected.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know who I put up on top of him right now.
0: Uh, and I'll give you one more. I I thought Maya Williams was really the engine that won that game for Ohio State. He had ten broken tackles uh, against Northwestern and that led the FBS this week. It it was his I think first hundred yard performance of his career. He only averaged four point three a carry, but given the circumstances it makes sense. And he was just a little truck out there. Evan Hall was better though, so
1: um yeah, that's <laughs> respect. I'll give you a couple more, and stop me if we, if you want to talk about them otherwise. Uh, else wise. Uh, late game Saturday, Tuli Tuli Peloto. If, if this guy was on the S, on the East Coast, if he was in the SEC, oh my
0: God. here we go.
1: He would be talked about. Maybe the Heisman. No, I'm just kidding. But another two sack performance, two TFLs. I've said it before. I've tweeted about it before. But just like the how easy he makes rushing the passer look on the outside for a man like with his build and his size, like it is is pretty freaky. Um Okay, we haven't talked about this guy in a while, but Anthony Richardson played his best game. Played his best game of the oh, year. I, th- I thought you were
0: gonna be like Blake Corum.
1: What? No, we. I talk about Blake <laughs> Corum every week. I don't have him here anywhere.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think with him, it's it's just like he shouldn't come out, but also it's a weak right. class in terms that's, of depth. So that's kind confusing. of the conversation I
1: wanted to start. Yeah. Look, of course, it's all whatever he sh- wants to do, but like I don't know if he should. But the opportunities can be there. I mean, I probably, I think I still like him more than Will Levis without actually digging into the tape because the talent is there, the glimpses are there. Like he, of course, he had a 60-yard touchdown run. He, he's always dangerous as an athlete, but he looked like the best. The best he's looked at as a passer in his career, I thought. Like legit stepping up in the pocket, throwing darts on time, accurate, leading receivers, uh, and then also making those off-script plays. Like the one touchdown play was really fun and just kind of like gave his receiver a great chance. Um, I, I thought he played a great game.
0: I thought he played a great game. And, yeah, it's going to be super interesting to see what happens with him. Um, I'll, I'll throw it one more. I, I know it wasn't like a mind-boggling performance, but Kenny McIntosh is just – I think his skill set is so yeah. perfect for today's
1: NFL. Yeah, uh, agreed. Agreed. And I'll throw one more back out who – I don't know about the skill set, but he's helping himself big time. TCU's country Miller just keeps piling up the numbers, uh, keeps helping his stock big time. Also, I thought D. Winters. It's just so fun. It's a blitzer, another two sack game. But yeah, Miller Miller keeps helping himself at at that position too. And again, just speaks like those are the
0: guys that don't really get talked about in the top. But it just speaks to the depth of this class. Um, he is kind of the unsung hero. it Feels like a little bit for that TCU team so far this year. Totally. I mean, again, I think Quentin Johnson is the best player, but like he got hurt and
1: he got hurt. And in terms of like actually helping that offense, I think Miller's the most important.
0: Um going more negative down. Sliding down the board. I, I think this this wasn't just a loss for Tennessee. Yeah. It was it was a tough watch for Hendon Hooker Agreed. stands. Uh it kind of he seemed off all day. Um he missed a couple of the deep shots early. That one to Jalen Hyatt down the sideline where Hyatt then stepped on the ref, and like kind of rolled his ankle. Yeah. yeah. Uh that that after that happened, it just felt like oh there's this isn't their day. Um, finished with 195, just 5.9 attempts in a pick. Um, his deep ball was just placement was just kind of off all day. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that Georgia defense is amazing, and this isn't like di- like this performance is still better from him than some of the Will Levis ones I've seen. This oh yeah, say. totally, absolutely. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, it just kind of came came back down to earth a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean. I mean, again, you know, the the Georgia defense was great. They defended the offense perfectly. It felt like Hypol had no adjustments in the game.
0: No,
1: no. And like, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it felt like more. This is where the game where we see more of like Hooker's more game managey rather than a playmaker. You know what I mean? Like, like I think this is also the tape that they'll go back to the call into the question. Maybe it's just a system quarterback. Blah blah blah. But like, just like really, you know, on the talking about the performance. Like, I I felt like almost like that him not wanting to turn the ball over. Like, came back to bite him. Like, he was too overcautious when they were, you yeah. know, down a bunch. And, like, just too hesitant. Like, like holding on to the ball too long just to, like, throw a little check
0: down that's not there anyways. You know what I mean? Like, lots of... Yeah, th- he... Go ahead, yeah. is As often as they push it deep, like, it's it, the, the the deep balls coming on the... Where, where Hyatt or Tillman or whomever it is kind of has that step. And after the Keely-Ringo interception, it kind of yeah. felt like they especially got away from that anyway.
1: Yeah, and like like you said, like all of his deep shots were overthrows, and that kind of makes me feel like more like you know he was afraid of that Ringo interception happening again, so he's yeah. putting it only where the grounder, his guy's going to catch him. And most of those throws, the, the he had his guy, like you said, the Hyatt, yeah. high, the Hyatt high play. So yeah, this is this is the real the real, you know the real the hurt the real hurt for Hooker here, and like yeah. uh, just to stick on Tennessee, I, I thought, you know that that offensive line was brutal, and of course it's Georgia. But like I, I, just thought I want to see a good game from Darnell Wright, and there was way worse parties on that front. But like, I just thought he didn't play very well either.
0: No, especially because he was such a difference maker in that win over Alabama. Yeah, obviously. exactly,
1: exactly. Again, another, again, six sacks, I think, and they weren't all, like uh, they weren't all on Wright in the least, of course. But um, and I think that everyone else kind of game beat
0: like a drum more than he was. But no, it just just wasn't the just wasn't a good game from him um I'll, I'll i'll go a different direction i'll, I'll jump to clemson notre dame where i just didn't think trenton simpson was was that good um,
1: i i totally agree I, I kind of put the clemson deep like as, as a
0: whole to talk about but if i was going to highlight a guy it would be simpson it, they notre dame can't throw the ball like drew pine can't throw the ball they just try to run the ball down your throat and they were successful against arguably the best front seven in the country and 263 like- yards on the ground it felt like Trenton Simpson just was not getting off blocks. He he was uh in the wrong gap. He was just taking himself out of the play a lot. Um, And, like, he finished with 10 tackles. A lot of those came, like, seven yards yeah. downfield. Yeah. And I, I just, I, for, if you're going to take, I mean, we just saw Roquan Smith get traded, right? And I just think if you're going to take an off-ball linebacker, they have to be truly, truly dominant. And, and so, you're, you're almost h- holding him to a, a standard that is impossible for him to reach. But, uh, yeah. this was a tough watch.
1: No, and I don't... I don't know. This might just be me, like, watching this game and, like, going back retroactively. But, like, I don't feel like, other than maybe, like, the first couple games, he's been, like, a real difference maker on that, that Clemson defense. Like, I'm not saying he play, he's playing poorly or anything before this game. But, like, he hasn't played like that... Yeah, this is a first-round pick at linebacker. And, you know, like... Like, there's, you know, he has that amazing line in front of him who also struggled
0: to, to contain the run here, too. and he, He's know. been way, I just, because I agree with you, he's been a lot less um, impactful in terms of pass rush and TFLs in the box score this year. Like, last year he had 12.5 TFLs and 6.5 sacks in 13 games. Through nine games this year, he is half a sack. And, that, and that's it, half a TFL, half a sack.
1: And, like, yeah, okay, maybe they're not blitzing him as much because they don't need to, you know, blitz to generate pass rush, which uh, they, they don't. Um, but, yeah, that, that TFLs are, are are concerning. When you have, like, you know, any linebacker playing against a terrific, uh, playing behind a terrific front and the best defensive line in the country, there's going to be lots of opportunities to
0: make big plays. Just look and, at, at Nick Kobe exactly. last year. Or exactly. Or Walker or
1: Janie Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it hasn't felt like that type of year. And I, I've... It's almost like I meant to bring him up a couple times. we like, ah, it's probably too steep. and Yeah. Then, and then this time,
0: I mean, you know, it you. just 263 yards on the ground. And... And, and and that's not to say he's not worthy of a, a top 50 picker. or anything. Oh, no, just not at to all. Say he, I don't know. It's, uh, like top it's hard 15, to stomach no. taking a linebacker that, yeah. like, top 15, yeah. Yeah, like, we've um, seen a lot of that. and Yeah, I agree. Go on. Who else you got? Can we talk about State? Can we talk United CJ Stroud? Uh, okay, I, I, I think – I threw this game out the window. I, re- I, I, like, I I just wanted to bring it up. I just wanted to bring it was, up. There was, okay, one, and this is, not like, I'm trying not to be, be biased, but <laughs> one, there were so many drops. Yes, and I, I think the true shooting on the board,
1: I, I put shroud because I wanted to talk about them, but the true two, I think, are Stover and Julian Fleming because they were bad. They are bad. They Stover, were. Stover had, like, two catches, 12 yards, and just had one they really, really bad drop. Oh, yeah, on would have converted a third down, and then he had the other one that was tough. It was more on Stroud, his bad throw, but he had to go end the wind. Obviously, that's the whole the, preface. This, but the one Fleming dropped, though was so bad. terrible, terrible. Yeah, um, uh, so I think those are the true shooting on the boards I wanted to get to. But we have to talk CJ Stroud. I feel like yes.
0: Yeah, so, so the wind was like you could, I mean, pre snap you look at the 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 umpire, but like in, in the defensive backfield and you could see his pants blowing. Like the wind was insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and you could see how it impacted him both when they were going against it and when they had it behind them and it was just, it's just so hard to judge that cuz it was such a rare occurrence <laughs> yeah nobody could throw in this game um and then on top of that he did kind of get into a bit of a rhythm and they were dropping everything and then they yeah. just started they used his legs to make a bit of a difference which we haven't really seen which was uh, nice to see his Um,
1: legs won them the game i felt like it finally just woke up the offense and
0: yeah led to the first touchdown and then he had the you know the long run but i i don't know i find it hard to hold this game against him
1: yeah it's it's definitely hard to judge and it's something that you'll never be able to quantify right because unless you're on the field that day and, and truly felt the wind you know like it's it's impossible and clearly the wind was a factor but i'm just saying um but yeah like the communication issues because like like apparently, like Weipler couldn't hear Stroud due to the wind. Like that's like just to put it into perspective, you know what I mean? Um, I, I do think you know, like he, he, the the runs were more designed, you know. So I think the one thing you can call into question, again, just to poke a hole again, is like not being able to make the plays after sh- out of structure was definitely hurting. But then again, like you said, the drops were brutal. Like he made one, like like it felt like like you said, got into rhythm. And it felt like he he finally made a classic Stroud throw on a crosser, you know, stepped up perfectly placed, and Ibuka dropped it. Like, like Harrison Marvin Harrison Jr. Like he finally kind of I'm not putting on him, but Egbuka had a couple drops too. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I again, it's probably something you throw completely off the win out the window. Uh, but if he struggles in another game, it's something that scouts will probably
0: come back to. I feel like you know. So it's it's interesting. I uh, I think the week before is more mm-hmm. makes more sense to look at in a negative light for CJ yeah. Stroud.
1: I think it's just stacking them is a little you know.
0: Then, it really, it comes down to what he's going to do in
1: the Michigan game and then the playoffs if they get there, you know? Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, speaking of quarterbacks, good thing that Bryce Young feels good. Otherwise, Alabama might have lost a bit more. Uh, but that that the, the Alabama defense was a little bit up and down. I mm-hmm. thought Eli Ricks was kind of the worst performer uh, in his revenge game opportunity against yeah. LSU. Yeah. Um, couple penalties, kind of out of place. Uh, I thought that was a tough look. After he, he had played so well against Mississippi State and kind of yep. finally earned that starting job. It's funny that, like, in both of the revenge game
1: losses, like, like you know, Henry Toto was probably the worst player on the Bama defense when they lost to Tennessee. And now Rick's is probably the worst player on the defense when they lost to LSU. I think that's funny. Um, I, I didn't think
0: Toto, I know he, did, he made a couple of splashy plays. So I didn't think he played a great game either. No, I I thought Jalen Moody was another guy. He, he had... Um, he had two brutal plays. Uh, one where he he just kind of got trucked by the LSU running back, mm-hmm. and the other on the Emory touchdown grab, he kind of blew that coverage. And yeah. and you could see because Nick Saban yelled at him on the sideline. Yeah, Saban was
1: uh, running hot. Was... <laughs> I I love I love watching Alabama. So I am not gonna lie. Uh,
0: do you got anyone else? Um, I put Cameron Peoples. Yeah, he just didn't really show up. He their their offensive line played poorly, but he was not breaking any tackles. Yeah, and, and there was one point in that game where I, I think it was a fourth and one, and they they ran up up the gut to him. And his his height, I think, is just concerned. Like he he struggles to to run behind his pads at time and get and get low. Like he's such a high center of gravity. And although he's like such a horse, and he he he, he churns those legs. Like, you can get a clean shot on them at times, and Coastal doesn't have a good run defense, and they shut down that App State run game. They did. They really did. I mean, I think, like, I think the best home
1: for Peoples is, like, you know, as a guy, you mix in a lot in, like, an outside zone scheme, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, maybe the Dolphins. If, if you know, if they do, if they want to go cheap on running back again, they bring him in. I think that would be kind of fun. Um, mm. But, yeah. You don't like that one? I like that one. Oh, you do? Oh, I thought that was an not a ooh
0: it was yeah yeah there we go um anyone else no that's it for me okay moving on getting to out of nowhere uh I stayed up late I watched a little USC Cal <laughs> yeah U- USC kind of seems fraudulent like Cal got back into this they game. did yeah Jack Plummer showed an nowhere prospect good call Rob thank you thank you thank you he's okay. also my transfer um <laughs> but Taj Washington has stepped up huge the last two weeks for USC mm-hmm. um he he's a little like dynamic route runner uh memphis transfer with addison and um mario williams out for this one he he had 112 and a touchdown uh he looks like he's just a fun little slot michael jackson too the sophomore for them looked pretty
1: good yep yeah he did didn't didn't, didn't make the cut there but yeah no, yeah they they did they stepped up big time and like, I went to bed, and I'm like, okay, USC's got this in the bag. I woke up, oh, <laughs> fuck, Cal, Cal almost came back. Um, yeah, that was, that's not great. Um, my out of nowhere is not really that out of nowhere, but I didn't have a good one this week. I, so I want Darius Davis, the TCU receiver. But, like, for what he does as a return, man, at a 54-yard pot return touchdown, that was awesome. Three catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, stepped up probably, they. I mean, they, they pulled away at the end, but, like, really needed him this week with, with Johnson out. Uh, going down with the ankle injury that happened last week, apparently, and just banged him up in the first couple of drives this week. So that's something to monitor going forward. But no, Davis is fun. He's a smaller guy, but the, the return ability and some speed,
0: just maybe, maybe a guy who finds a role at the next level. Yeah, that return touchdown was sweet. It was. Um, best prospect versus prospect. Or sorry, I missed that. M- prospecting made me look stupid. Try uh, to sneak uh, one, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I thought Broderick Jones that was mine. left tackle. Yeah, that was mine. he played a. He played really well the last two weeks. He has. He was awesome against Tennessee. Uh, he just punishes dudes when he can. Uh, he had that sick, uh, that sick pancake yeah. on the DB. Um, but he is. He's also very like he. He's improved in pass protection. Very balanced player. Um, a guy who's certainly in that uh, kind of top ten. Yeah. Or top five, I should say, tackle uh, conversation.
1: Yeah. So like, I I saw, you know, I thought he's been overhyped all year, to be honest. And like, I've seen him getting mocked number five overall. Um, and like, like I probably put him overhyped once or twice, even in the, on the show. And I wasn't a giant fan of his on the summer. I think I had like a fifth round grade. I'm like, this guy can develop, but not there yet. And um, yeah, he's been fantastic, especially the last two weeks. Um, was was a ma- I was a master this game. <laughs> and yeah, no, I totally he's. He's helped himself a
0: lot in my books. Um, prospect versus prospect matchup. I went with Peter Skronsky against uh, Ohio State's defensive line.
1: It's a good one. I think like, you could have went with the Georgia DBs against the Tennessee, which we've talked about. Uh, go Skronsky.
0: What do you, what'd you yeah. think? I, I thought, well, one, Northwestern ran the hell out of the ball, ran for over 200 yards. I thought uh, Skronsky looked pretty damn good um got the best of zach harrison a couple times yeah uh it wasn't a great like chance to watch him in pass pro just because like no one was throwing the ball and it, yeah basically <laughs> it was just just a way to watch him uh in the run game and, and he does such a good job climbing he does such a good job making down blocks lots um, of like nice like kick this, out blocks i thought this week. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a super flashy performance, but it was very clean. I thought.
1: Yeah, and especially when they needed the run game to, to get going, I feel like if they, I mean, to, to their fault, I guess, if they if they didn't go wildcat so heavily, they probably they could have had a chance even. But uh, disagree. That was the reason they were in it <laughs> at first, and then it just like like Ohio State just kept knew it was coming, and yeah. Anyway, so I put I put the Georgia DBs against the Tennessee uh, passing offense, but we've talked about that pretty much. Uh, so, how about, how about the other one? Dexter, Garby on Dexter, that is, against Leighton Robinson. I I felt like it was kind of like a, a push. I, I didn't feel like either of these guys really... A draw, if you will. I will. I will call it a draw. Um, maybe Dexter a little bit, but it wasn't like a big-time performance. Um, I don't know. Like I got I, Really, I, my, my DBs against my, my Tennessee pass offense. But I felt like it was kind of a tie. Neither of these guys really showed out, I thought, but... Yeah, I, I'm ready for Dexter to just have another monster game.
0: Because I feel like we haven't had one since, what was that, like week two? Yeah, yeah. him and Anthony Richardson, same trajectory. Um, <laughs> prospect to play the box score. I thought Tennessee receiver Cedric Tillman played a really good game. I thought seven catches for 68 yards doesn't seem great. But he he was winning on route running underneath. He got the best of yeah. Keely Ringo a couple times underneath on the shorter routes. And I got that he runs. I too yeah and he runs he runs such good routes for a bigger receiver Um, he had that big yak play too I thought he did the most with the least uh, type uh, uh, for the Bulls
1: yeah it's like like Tillman is really good and almost feels like because of how good hyatt has been and him being out that he's like kind of getting forgotten in this office a little bit a little bit not not too much yeah a little bit because like if you told me like how like before the season how good the Tennessee office has been I'd assume that Tillman would be one of the you know leading receivers in the country and you know, and shoot up the board every week for us. But it's been Hyatt and, and Tillman is damn good too. Um, I know it's cheating. I know it's cheating. But we we've shockingly not talked about Will Anderson that much this year, so I feel like we gotta talk about him sometimes. Um He had two tackles in a sack. In reality he was way, way, way better. I know they lost, but he he was a monster. I think like ESPN didn't have him with a hurry, which was just false. It felt yeah. like every, every time, every time Daniels dropped back to pass, he had to go on the edge because, because Anderson was chasing his ass down. Um, I honestly, I thought it was like a countless amount of hurries. Maybe that's why ESPN just broke. Um, and I feel like that's been the story of the year. And I feel like you know you'll get some people like, oh, Anderson hasn't been that impactful this year. Blah blah. blah. I feel like that's just bullshit. They're like, also
0: <laughs> uh, they're they're asking him. Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but. To me, it seems like they're 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 giving him less true pass rush edge pass rush yeah. opportunities this year, using him more as their problem solver this yeah. year, where he's playing all over the place far more than just out on, on the edge like last year. Like he played all over the place last year too, but it's it's even more so this year. I almost it, feels like he, he just it, he's just set to contain a lot of times too. Yeah, but yeah, no, he he's awesome. It's like this game, the Texas A&M game, their biggest games. He's been great. Yeah, he, he has. He definitely like has. He's a, he's a top... He, he should be a top-five pick lock and a top-two, probably, player on your board. Yeah, agreed. Like I agree. Th- it's like him and Jalen Carter. Um, prospect is being overhyped. I'll, I'll go to my, my Maction. I'll go with Lou Nichols, who just hasn't had a good year yeah. for Central Michigan after being, I think, the leading rusher in college football last year. Um, he He's just it's it's been tough they 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 beat northern illinois but he lost two fumbles averages 3.3 an attempt he hasn't had the explosive plays this year it's been a lot of nothing i know they lost both their tackles the nfl draft both uh day two picks but uh old sweet lou is not having yeah i know that that
1: sucks um i'm going i'm going to a classic rob i'm going to a classic overhyped man who, maybe this is finally time for him to be overhyped draft-wise. Welcome back. Bo Nix. Bo Nix is back to being overhyped. Uh, I, I was reading an article. Mel Kuyper's got him QB6. And he said a, he won't be shocked if he's a day-two pick. Like, okay, come on now. Like, like Bo Bo made a money transfer. He's in the Heisman talk. I'm not taking that away from him. But I still don't think you see a true NFL guy watching that, those Ducks games. Again, I haven't thrown on the Ducks tape yet,
0: really. But come on. Come on. You I don't know. I'll sell me I, I can't. I got to watch the tape. I don't know. <laughs> Spe- speaking of transfers, um, transfer popped on the scene. Jaden Daniels played yes. very well against Alabama. He's played very well. Kind of past that Florida State game. Yeah. Uh, and threw for 182 and two scores. Ran for 95 and a score. Using his athleticism a ton with LSU. Oh, man. That looked bad for Curtis Rourke. Um, and... He, I mean, he's a guy who's going to be in the top 10 quarterback conversation potentially. Yep, he definitely will. I put him. The depth oh, is good. so bad. It is.
1: It is not good. Absolutely. I put him, and I have also put his teammate, uh, Jerick Bernard Converse, the, the corner. Yeah, I put him as well. He no, played I, awesome. He did play awesome. I, apparently seven targets, two catches allowed for 13 yards, two BBUs, and had the pick in the end zone. Where Bryce down was just like, I don't know, getting goofy, did that weird little shimmy. Had had his receiver, but then it just wasn't a good throw. But like, Shut up, bro- Brian God. Kelly's brought in so many impactful yeah. transfers, which is maybe that's always been his thing. But Notre Dame is hard to hard to do transfers, right? But so like, I don't know, like Bernard Convert's well built, looks like he's got good length to him too. Uh, coming over from Oklahoma State, if we didn't say already, um, interesting guy.
0: Um, finally, small school guy who caught your eye. I bet he's playing right now. Yeah. Uh, you gotta go with the action guy um, from week one of Maxion, So not tonight, but last Tuesday night while we were recording, Sam Wigless, Wig- the Wigless. O- I have no idea. <laughs> He's the guy, though. He's I think a- it's Wigless. Okay. Uh, Ohio Bobcats receiver, six grabs, one hundred thirty-one yards, two scores against Buffalo, and a big win for the Bobcats. Unstoppable. Ohio-, Ohio State transfer. He. Uh, I mean, they couldn't cover him. He was catching everything. He was getting loose. Really good looking ball skills. I'm a fan. Yeah, that one touchdown in the you know on the end zone and like
1: dragging his feet with diving, and that was nasty. He, he was the top dude. But I also thought the opposite of him, Keyshawn Cobb, played a damn good football game. Like, yeah, he did. <laughs> safety, six foot two hundred, like well built. Had a had a pick six. He also dropped interception. He, he had that nice forced fumble too. Uh, they're blitzing him a little bit. The first fumble was really great though. Just like popping it out, that was fun. Yeah, two guys, same game. I thought it was fun, I know. Uh, hopefully we'll talk about Sam Wiggles again.
0: Um all right. Wanna to get to our week eleven picks? Yeah. Let's do it. I have my second straight second straight week of going one and four. Uh I'm in a bad, bad slump right now. I don't feel good about myself. Um I'm still winning on the year, twenty seven, twenty two and one. Uh we didn't I didn't make any picks last week, did I? I don't know. Did you? No, I don't think I
1: did. Um, did you go yeah, 0-5? I, I went 0-5. I went 0-5, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you wouldn't pick the Coastal game with me. I didn't pick the Coastal game. I took A&M because I thought they were going back to Wigman, but fucking King was out there. I didn't know that. Like, that, come on. That screwed me. I could have went 1-4. Uh, you didn't know about the Aggie flu? I didn't know. And I didn't know the Aggie flu either.
0: So I'm I'm almost mere reverse of you, Twenty one, twenty seven, and 2 Damn. All right, starting... Noon, ESPN, number seven LSU at Arkansas. Is it is it the uh the big hangover loss for number seven LSU? I don't think so. I believe in BK. That's my guy. Uh <laughs> I'm taking the Tigers minus three at Arkansas. Arkansas just lost to Liberty. Yeah. Arkansas's pass defense is brutal. Um I think Jaden Daniels with Butte and neighbors, they're gonna get behind that Arkansas D. Um other side of the ball, the LSU Front seven's pretty scary. The LSU secondary is pretty scary. It's a good defense. I'm surprised that's only not minus three. Yeah, I was too. I, I was going to take uh, Tennessee to bounce back minus 21 against Missouri. Uh, but then I saw this was just three. That's way better.
1: That's way better. Um, my first game I jumped to 330 CBS. This is the bounce back Bama game. Minus yeah. 12 at Oklahoma. Uh, at do at Oklahoma. Ole Miss, vaught Ham. That would be a sick, sick non-con. Maybe the SEC finally schedules a tough t- team in November. You know what I mean? Uh, against Ole Miss, vaught Hammond in Newie Stadium. Um, this is another one. I just don't bet against Alabama when they're uh, when they're coming off a loss. Nick Saban will be
0: screaming at them all week. Also, uh, also a really good chance to watch some of the. I, I, I'm also taking this Alabama minus twelve. A good, a good chance to see some of these Ole Miss prospects. Yeah, it is. And even the you know Judkins against, I know, a freshman, but against that. How much
1: Evans gets involved is going to be fun. Um, there's been a hype. Oh, I'm blanking on the name. The, the receiver. What's the receiver's Jonathan name? Jonathan Mingo. Mingo, yeah. Um, lots of hype for him. Seeing him against that Bama secondary is going to be fun. Um, Broker, Broker <laughs> against this Bama front. I think Bama walks him, though. There's no way they don't.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine Lane Kiffin. Beating uh, Nick Saban off what just happened.
1: But it would be awesome, though, wouldn't it? I'm cheering for Ole Miss, but
0: I don't think it's No, no it would be. It would be. 330, uh, ESPN 2. Game of the week. Game of the week. I can't believe College Game Day didn't go to freaking Ugh. NOLA. Uh, How do you 22... go back to Austin over there? Like, that's I don't know. It's so choice. lame. It's so right. lame. Number – like, Tulane's got, like, some of the craziest fans. Uh, number 22, UCF taking on number 17, Tulane. Green wave, minus two and a half at home. I, I'm riding the fucking green wave. Of course. Come on. Who? How could you not pick fucking Tulane, baby? I watched them beat Houston double OT earlier this year, and it was the time of my life. Um, Tulane's got guys, too. Like, Michael Pratt's a very good college quarterback. Yep. TyJ Spears is an NFL running back. Yep. Uh, they got a good receiver combo in Shea Wyatt and Deuce Watts. Uh Dorian Williams at linebackers a heck yep. of a player. Like they got a couple guys on that defense. Uh UCF's also been dealing with injuries. I don't know if John Reese Plumley's gonna play. Um we'll see. But uh this this is like oh man, this is gonna be a fun game.
1: I will say John Reese Plumley was built for this this type of game. I'll say that. I'll just leave that there. But so but if he's yeah, out yeah, if he's out the, the wave walk. The wave walk if he's out.
0: Uh I can't believe Game Day is not there. That sucks. <laughs> sucks big time um 7 p.m fox i uh, know i didn't pick this one. Oh, okay 7 p.m fox number 25 washington number six oregon ducks minus 13 and a half i stayed up friday night for washington oregon state washington used a last second field goal to to upset the beaves um i'm gonna take oregon the washington defense is is pretty in- inconsistent uh that oregon defense i think is Gonna be able to force some turnovers against Michael Penix, who didn't play very yeah. well. I didn't think against Oregon State. Um, Dan Lanning's got the, the Ducks churning. Uh, the Pac-12 is, is, I think it's gonna be theirs because I think they're built to beat USC as well. But ooh, that's it's the, a
1: big, this is a big game. But
0: the, the, and they're not gonna lose at odds in, and I think they no. cover the 13 and a half. Yeah,
1: I think the spread is just a little. I don't know.
0: I, it's a big I almost, spread. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. I don't know if I fully trust it's, the Ducks. It's, yet. You know what, like, it's, it's not late enough for it to be pac 12 after dark goofy
1: so that's true that's true they end up just winning probably like 45 20 or something like that uh you're right you're right um I'm going 7 p.m ESPN though oh I'm not okay. the dogs of Georgia at the Mississippi state the dogs are my 16 and a half that feels like free money I'm I'm, just, I'm gonna
0: take Georgia to cover what? that 16
1: and a half what
0: Will, Will Rogers just broke Dak Prescott's passing
1: yeah, record. Sick. Congrats, Will. You're going to break Dak Prescott's interception records, I'm sure, too. Oh,
0: wow. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: you're coming for blood. I'm coming for blood. I don't believe in Will Rogers. I don't believe in Mike Leach. Uh, but I don't know. It feels Mike, like Mike Ge- Leach taking the Auburn job, baby. Yeah. I mean, we just got one foot out the door. But I, I feel like they're just – Georgia's going to shut down this this, this their right offense. Like, come on. 17 points. Uh, that's in the bag. Can
0: I just circle back to something? Apparently, after uh, Liberty beat Arkansas in the post-game in- interview, for some reason, all Q Freeze was talking about was his, his name surfacing for the Auburn job. <laughs> I just, just think that's so funny. Sick. Hugh Freeze he, is he, fucked. He just wants it bad. He does. 7.30, ABC, number 4, TCU at number 18, Texas. This is where game day is tcu is currently set to make the college football playoff texas just upset kansas state i I guess upset uh that doesn't feel right um like Bijan carried them in that game they almost collapsed uh quinn yours didn't play that well uh xavier worthy's really good but i don't lots of drops
1: for worthy though too but he's really yeah but he's always open yeah um
0: to me, this is so dependent on if Quentin jo- uh Johnston plays. Yeah. Um, just because I don't think Texas can can hang with him, um, but even if he doesn't, like, uh, plus seven. That's ridiculous. Kendry, Kendry Miller is having a great year. Max Duggan's having a great year. He doesn't turn the ball over. Their defense is playing really well. Like D. Winners played really well against Texas yep. Tech. Um, they the, they got a couple uh guys in that secondary, obviously. Uh, yeah, Hodges Thomas, Thomas got another Thomas pick this week. Mark yep. Perry, like they got they got a couple guys. Um, Bud Clark. I I, I it feels very Texas for Texas to be favored in this game. Yep. Have game day in town, and, and like I know they're ranked higher, but it, it like they're the favorite by a whole touchdown. Like they're gonna lose. I don't I don't trust Stark like that. I'll check Texas like that. I can't believe the spread on this. Like, it's... Like, yeah, I thought... I Like, I did think... I thought Texas would be fair, but I thought it'd be like th- three, two and a half, something like that. It's so funny to see a,
1: you know, a playoff team minus seven, though. Uh, fl- well, yeah, plus seven, yeah.
0: What, what do you think the spread would have been if Texas blew that Kansas State game? I don't know. I don't like, know. Like, TCU minus seven and Texas yeah. is unranked? Like...
1: I feel like the Big Twelve is just too wonky, and I mean Vegas can get a read on it. Yeah, I'm taking TCU as well. Um, I think like having that seven, you know what I mean? Like that's just bulletin board material for the frogs this week. Sunday Dice not, he's coming, you know, he's not going to let that stand. You know what I mean? Um, I think TCU wins. I think TCU wins this game even without uh, Johnston. So um, yeah, of course, give me the points. Was that your fifth one? No, I got one more. Seven thirty, ESPN two. UNC at Wake, Wake is minus three and a half. Oh. I picked this game because I wanted to talk about Drake May, who hey, I really haven't you sat mean down. Justin w- Herbert, what? That's why I wanted to talk about him. Yeah, who? I, I, look, UNC wanted to be. Uh, if if Drake May is Justin Herbert, like some uh, some great you know draft reporters claim, um, <laughs> he he has to beat Wake. He has to beat Wake. Wake is minus three and a half. I'm taking UNC, but. I, look, I think I
0: I was re- I almost took Wake in this game. I would I would have taken Wake. I think
1: I respect that. I'm just I literally just picked this game because I wanted to bring that May thing up. But no, I, I, let's let's get a look at Drake May. Hopefully, we'll like I don't know. UNC has played in no meaningful games this year, so I've, I haven't watched him
0: yet. Yeah, uh, same. And and like the, it's hard to like the numbers are obviously incredible, but it's Phil Longo's offense. Like, every, like I don't know. Same Howell. The same guy who said, yeah. not, not to shit on a specific person, but the same person who said Drake May is like Justin Herbert had Sam Howell as like the number two player in the last year's draft at one point.
1: And hey, I'll give the same guy like a flip
0: shot because
1: he said uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Is, would be the first, uh, you know, the, the best receiver in this class. He said that pretty early and he's right about that. So maybe he's right about Drake May, but no, I, I agree. I agree. Keep with that. carrying
0: big media's water, AJ. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a free subscription yeah. to his site. That's all I'm doing. Um, yeah, no, it, it is a really interesting, deeper look at Drake May. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. We haven't really seen any North Carolina no. games this year. Um, in they, reality, they, like, I, I don't trust UNC in the least. Like, I feel like the, they're probably going to lose. The, they're, well, they're at Wake this week, right? Then yeah. they're home to Georgia Tech, home to NC State, who, like, doesn't have an offense their only loss is that notre dame game which hey that's another big feather in marcus freeman's cap Absolutely. Um, they're set to play clemson in the acc championship unless they fuck this up that's the good look that's gonna be the good look but yeah i you know what should i just should i just flip on air i no, i'm gonna take
1: wake i'm gonna take wake minus the points. i'm gonna oh, do it live. you're gonna it's I'm so gonna bad
0: when you it's so bad flipping so bad because it's like I don't know. I don't no, know. it's you great because because right next I, week
1: I, if I if I flip it on wrong, I'm like, oh, I just did the flip for as a joke. Like, it's I can't. Yeah, them. no, that's
0: smart That's what I did that one time with Kentucky and Tennessee. <laughs> um No one knows who I actually took. um All right, cool, 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 cool. I, I can't wait to watch the green wave. uh Bring bring the tsunami. Cool. Is that is that what they say? What's the two uh, That's what they song? say. What do you think the two-lane fight is? Whatever it is, I want you
1: to Google it and sing it as we uh,
0: fights, end the show. Uh, okay, done, done, done. Buy me a second. Um, what do you think it's called? It's called the Olive in the Blue. Uh, this is that's not good. No, I love Green the Olive Wave. The green Wave, hats off <laughs> to thee. Fight, fight, fight for our victory. Shout to the skies, the Green Wave's war cry.